church. If you believe that today, come on, clap your hands and stand on your feet. Jackie, uh, if you're here for the first time, watch, I see lots of you. Would you raise your hand for us and keep them raised? Woo! That's amazing! Wow! Where are you from? Say it loud, like Wisconsin! Woo! <laughs> from France. Woo! Where are you from? Shout it out. Here in New York. Here in New York. Yay! <laughs> Anybody else? North Carolina. I think this family might belong to Hershey. Is that true? Mr. and Mrs. Millette, can we ask you to stand? Reverend. Sir, did you want to preach today? No, okay. Just wanted to check in. Okay, good. We're so glad to have you. <laughs> good to see you, Hershey. If you're here for the first time, and if you're online, hey! Hey, hey everybody! We want you to really feel connected to this community. Um, take time to fill out the green card that's in the pew in front of you. We will then add you into our mailing list and you can find out all the ways you can connect to us, whether you're here or there, or even in France. You can come to church online. We will not sell your data to Google, so just feel free to give it to us and we'll keep it to ourselves. A few things that I want to let you know, uh, we just left a new members gathering uh, in, in the middle. Mm -hmm. It was very special. And if you'd like to join us, if you've been dating us 
and you're thinking about joining, we'd love to have you. So come next week to the In the Middle time, and then you'll join the church in the morning at 9.30 and at 11.45. Is there something? Am I doing something wrong? What's with the giggles? What's happening? Yeah, yeah don't, don't talk to John. Just ignore John. Okay. And what else can I tell you? There's a butterfly strategy meeting next week in the middle time. Um, we really want to talk about that ministry and how to keep it robust. You'll be meeting with Rob. Um, there's next week, there's a performance of the middle writers and middle players. They're doing some spiritual stories. It's going to be gorgeous. So at 1.30, you should plan to come and watch our colleagues and friends do that stuff. I want to remind you that in August, we go to one worship celebration um, at 10.30. So all of us will combine at 10.30, and by September 9, we'll split back into two, okay? One worship. Um, I want to introduce uh, Bertram Johnson to you. I'm going to ask him to come and stand and say hi. We just hired Bertram, who's going to join our team officially on September 4th as minister for... They don't care what you're going to do. They're just going to love you. Yeah. They do but care. Whatever. Uh, he's, he's, he's joining us as Minister for Care and Spiritual Development, which means he'll help us do all kinds of new care programs, including equipping and training you. And he'll be working really closely with me and Tammy and John on worship. I give you Bertram Johnson. So. Good morning, Middle. It is my deep joy to be here with you this morning, and I look forward to being more officially with you in September. I'm looking for the ways, uh, looking forward to the ways that we will grow together in doing God's love and justice, learning to love each other and to love our world in a better way. So I'm grateful to be with you. Thank you. Yay! We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. And then I just want you to take a breath because that's great news. Um, and then I have some sad news to tell you also, which is that our beloved Michael, our usher, Michael Firestein, passed away this week. I know, I know. Just to say it out loud is heartbreaking to tell you, but he was, um, had had some trouble with his heart, you know, and had been back to church. <coughs> Went into the hospital to have some surgery, and his heart couldn't take it. So he died on, on Tuesday at about four in the afternoon and um, is, at, is at peace now. Yeah, little Michael. So we are sad, uh, heartbroken. We don't know anything about the memorial yet. When we do, we'll let you know it will be here and it'll likely be in September. But so I just want to invite us to be with that feeling of loss and hold his spirit for a little while in silence. <clears throat> let, let us pray, God, for the very good gift that, that is Michael still in this place, for his tenderness and his sweet spirit and his lovely, lovely, warm uh, mayor 
ambassador personality, we thank you. And as we uh, experience our grief about his passing, we ask that you would comfort us. In your many names, amen. So take a moment, and then we're going to sing Great is Your Faithfulness.
may be seated. So middle today, we're going to be singing the prayer of thanksgiving for you. But it's not just for you, but it's with you. So it's not entertainment, but it's a moment of worship. So if you would prepare your hearts and mind as we move into this moment of thanksgiving and gratefulness to be in whatever posture calls you into God's presence, then we'd like to do this for you and with you this morning.
to join me up on this blanket. Spread it out, room for everyone. There you go. Here we go, Zane and Skylar and Levi and my new friends, Justin and Jack are coming too. Some We Care friends, come on up. We are going to hear a poem scripture today. And it's from Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is really beautiful. It's, it's a poem that says, God is taking care of us and that God is with us. You might say it like, God's got our back. Have you ever heard it that way before? God's got our back? It'd be kind of like if you were feeling maybe nervous about something and you didn't really know if you wanted to go talk to someone at the playground or you were nervous to, to answer a question, I could say, you know what? God's got your back. And it's like, Mama God, Papa God is with you, surrounding you right next to you. There's a lot of beautiful examples in Psalm 23 that describe how God has got your back. Some of the examples relate to how God is like a shepherd taking care of sheep. Some of the examples say that beauty and love, beauty and love as God will follow us. Can you think of another example of how, yeah? Can you think of one, Skylar? Maybe dad will even help you, of how you can say, yeah, this is a reminder that God is with me, that God's got my back. See school. School. School is the answer. I heard it. When you go to school. Yeah, you can remember that God's got your back when you go to school. Yes, same. Um, I love your family. Say it one more time. I love your family. You love your family. Loving your family is a reminder that God's got your back in the people that God's given you to take care of you. Uh, I like going to church. You like going to church. Your church community is a reminder that God's got your back. The people in this room care about you and they remind us that God is with us. So those are beautiful examples. I want you to make a reminder on your backpack that God's got your back. So I want you to color this today. You can use the colored pencils in We Care or in your Just for Kids binders. It says, God's got your back. Color it, make it beautiful. Give it back to me today. And then next week I will have it in a like a laminated backpack tag for you as a reminder. Sound good? Okay, the first group made some really beautiful ones, so I'm excited to see yours. Let's say a prayer of Thanksgiving together you can link up, we'll hold hands in a circle. 
And family members, join us as we thank God for all these ways that God's got our back. Dear God, we thank you today that you have our back, that you are with us, that you give us a school community, a family, and a church community to remind us that you are with us. Amen. All right, let's sing Sia Humba and I'll give you your backpack tags in a moment. Morning, middle. For those who were here last year, you got to meet uh, my parents, and this week it is an incredible honor and joy to have my other parents uh, with me today, Harold and Andres Millet, uh, my mother and father-in-law. They uh, <laughs> they have uh, been incredible examples of faith and love and support. At middle, I think uh, my mother-in-law sometimes sneaks back to her narthex at her church to watch some and uh, then comes back in in North Carolina. So she doesn't have to do that today. I uh, can stick through it all. Um, thank you for welcoming us. Uh, if you would find a posture of prayer that is comfortable to you as we enter a moment of silent meditation and prayer. Oh, holy creator God, we are thankful for your presence with us this morning. We are thankful for sending to Middle Church Bertram as a minister. We ask for your grace and mercy over him, his fiance Jason, his community and family as he is prepared to minister to your people. Prepare us as well as a community to embrace him, that his ministry can grow in the creative and wild and loving ways that you only can imagine. We look across the world and we see signs of hope in Ethiopia and Eritrea, where peace is looking possible after 20 years. Thankful for all the movements and resistance that is happening in this country and around the world. And at the same time, our hearts are in Pakistan, where 150 people were killed from a bomb last week. Hearts are in Gaza, Israel, and Palestine, where war once again seems to be coming. 
in Missouri in the river where lives were lost, nine family members. We ask that you move through us now as we bear witness to their lives lost that were imprints of you. God, you tell us that blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We ask that you comfort us now in our grief of losing your child, our friends, our greeter, our angel, Michael Feierstein. We ask that his spirit get released into the world and into this community. We commend his spirit to you now in the great adventure hereafter, the great mystery beyond now. And look to the day when we will all be reunited once again. We were reminded that no day is promised, that each day is precious. Each soul that you put in our lives was there for a reason who we can learn from, who we can love and grow with. Remind us of that right now. So we remind each other that you have our back, that you are always there for us. You didn't promise riches, you didn't promise long life, but you promised something even greater, that you would never leave us, that you would not forsake us, and that no, not even death itself can separate us from your love. We pray that you move through this worship experience right now, that we may leave different than how we came. We pray all these things in your mighty, loving, and tender names. Amen. You would please rise as you are able and hold hands as you are willing to recite the Lord's Prayer in whatever language or form you choose. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your will come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. middle family, please pass the peace of God to your neighbors and friends.
Love's all I need to get by, middle. Can you do that with us? Love's all I need to get by, fair. Love's all I need to get by. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God makes me lie down in green pastures. God leads me beside still waters. God restores my soul. God leads me in right paths for God's namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of God. I watched you grow so I could live. 
We should just start calling Alice and Miss Fun Home. How, how, many, how many times have you booked that show now? Three times. I love our artists out in the world doing their art and making their money. I'm so proud of that. It's beautiful. And our gospel ensemble, just thank you so much for the beauty of today. Thank you so much. Tina said they're about to go on holy hiatus for a little while. Hallelujah! Everybody's taking a break. So just thanks to John and Bernice and Dion for just a beautiful year of music. Thank you so much. Will you say a prayer with me, please? God, it is so wonderful to be in a sanctuary of revolutionary lovers who will hug you while you cry and hold you in their hearts. And we ask, as we seek to hear a word from you today, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Oh, love you, Diane. Allison and I were talking uh, right before worship about this beautiful song. Uh, Regina Bell sings it, uh, Barbara Streisand sings it, but we were talking about the lyric. One lyric that kind of stands out for us both is, if I knew I'd try to change the world I brought you to. But there isn't much more that I can do, but I would if I could. We don't like that lyric so much. <laughs> We, we both feel a little bit like that feels like the surrender in the, in the song. Surely we can do something more. I know that's how I'm wired. But I think even though I resist it, it's such an honest lyric. It's just a really honest lyric. A parent's anguish, love that wants to protect and hold and shelter and keep in a world that just insists on 
compromise, as the lyrics say, or on showing its ugly side. Lies, so many lies that masquerade as truths. Anger, vitriol, prejudice, bias, greed, bans against the people who don't look like us, don't sound like us. A global plan, friends, a global plan to make Putin the head of a big white nationalist movement, to make America and Europe white again. And inside all of that stuff, all of that bad news, inside that horror, that disregard for the incredible diversity that God created out of love, in love for all of us, Inside of that, we have our own personal losses and our own personal griefs. We've lost parents, and no matter how old we get, we feel like orphans when our parents die. We mourn the losses of friends and lovers. We mourn the loss of a very big heart in a teeny tiny body called Michael. All those who leave us leave a hole in us that's shaped like them. And so our own grief, our own personal grief, I need a new job grief, I had to move out of my apartment grief, I broke up with my beloved grief, I am lonely grief. Because we're human, because we're actually built like God, we feel those things so deeply, they can rock us to our core. The other day we got news that Middle was going to be on TV and in the past when those kinds of things happened, I'd call my mom and then I'd give her the silly gallop, but she'd say, hello, precious, and then she'd say, bang, 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 you're doing your thing. <laughs> and there's no more mom to call. So I cried myself to sleep the other night. I was on the way to see Michael at the hospital when we got the note that he was dead. And I, I couldn't go do a morgue. You know, the last time I did a morgue was mom's morgue. And it was just too hard. So that's the stuff that I'm carrying. His loss pricks my loss. The craziness in the world pricks my loss. The children in cages, the ripped from parents, the, all of that hot mess makes me feel so sad. And how about you, family? To quote my friend Ruby Sales, where do you hurt? What's hurting you? Puerto Rico, voting rights rolling back, all of those things in the world make us heartbroken. So the psalmist lays out in this poetry how God is even better than a loving parent that God is a shepherd. And in the presence of the shepherd, we, we have everything we need. I love the way Bobby McFerrin sings that. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. In the presence of the shepherd, we are taken by water enough to drink to quench our thirst for righteousness. We are stood upright and so we can catch our breath. 
We're anointed with oil to heal our wounds, the physical ones and the psychic ones. The psalmist sums all of this powerful, protective grace up in the last phrase, goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Surely they will follow me all the days of my life. God has my back. God is just the German word for good. Good has my back. God has my back. I think intellectually we can all claim that's true. No matter what, God is there. God is good all the time. We said in the black church I grew up in. Um, the question is, when we need it most, can we feel confident? When we really need to know that God's going to show up when the loved one is being eaten by cancer, when our own bodies age and hurt and ache and it feels like there's not enough elastic to keep us standing up straight. <laughs> this little humor in the midst of the hard. When someone we care about is hurt or wounded, when we feel forsaken, is God there? So I'm always finding myself scanning for stories the proof text, the presence of God. I mean stories in scripture, but also stories in the world. And I don't know if you've heard this story, but this week a three-year-old baby saved her dad's life. She was home with her father, babysitting her. Mom was at work. And dad fell off the couch onto the floor. And the baby, Molly, thought he was playing at first, so she was laughing. But then she became terrified because she realized something was wrong. And the way her mother tells it, Molly took her father's iPhone and FaceTimed her mother. Now look, she's three. She can't read. <laughs> she FaceTimed her mother. Her mother's number wasn't the first one up on the call register. She FaceTimed her mother because somehow she recognized the way the letters look, that looked like her mother's name, and called her mother. And the mother sees her crying, crying, crying. She turns the phone to the father, Daddy, get up, Daddy, get up, Daddy, get up. And the mother is able to call the neighbors who go take the dad to the ambulance, and the man lives through a brain Aneurysm. What? Surely, goodness and mercy. I have a friend named Julie. She is the minister now at Intersections. And a few weeks ago, there was a big flood in Iowa. And the floodwater swept away one of her best friends who died in the storm. And when Julie wrote us to tell us this news, she started her email with, in the sure, in the blessed assurance of eternal life. That's in the blessed assurance of eternal life. So she tells us about the best friend who's swept away by the floodwaters and dies. And then she says, my dad went to the funeral, her father, went to the funeral, went home to take a nap, and died in his sleep. 
Best friend dead, father dead. And she writes <laughs> in the blessed assurance of eternal life. And I checked on her the other day and I said, how are you doing, Julie? She tells me, well, I'm moving my mom to a dementia unit. I'm tracking down death certificates, but quote, thanks to God's grace, I'm running on battery-powered peace that surpasses understanding. Come on, Julie. Surely goodness and mercy follows us. Her faith is such a testimony. She's not asking us to pray for her. She's like, pray for other people who lost their property in Iowa. Howard Thurman trying to wrestle with theodicy, this question of what happens when bad things happen to so-called good people. I'm going to say so-called good people because none of us is that good. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> but Howard Thurman is wrestling with this and he says the masses of men, humankind, live with their backs constantly against the wall. They're the poor, the disinherited, the dispossessed. What does our religion say to them? The issue is not what it counsels them to do for others who needs may be greater. The issue isn't what it counsels them to do for others whose need may be greater. The issue is what does our religion offer to us to meet our own needs? God has our back. When our backs are against the wall, when we're thrown into a lion's den, ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When we're trapped between dry land and a sea, ask the Israelites, God will blow through a space for you to walk on dry land. When the lynching tree is too much to bear, ask the liberated Africans who'll tell you, don't you know God is able to break the chains that bind us? When LGBT justice still seems like a faraway vision, ask the people at Stonewall about what a riot can do to change the story. When you cry yourself to sleep at night because your mom can't speak to you anymore, ask your husband who'll hold you and substitute. Don't you know God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine through the power at work within us? God is able to keep us falling keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the throne of grace. God is able to hear our cries and show up as a liberator. And when we are so hurt and so sad, like we might be today, that we can't quite believe that, then somebody else is going to have to believe it for us. And then it'll be your turn.
I love the way Nadia Boltz Weber says, we confess in community our faith in God, in community. Because today, I might not have it, but Pam does. And so we say it out loud so we all have it. We rehearse the stories of God as liberator and healer and waymaker so we all have it when we need it. It's just a mess out there. And I think we need to grieve and cry and mourn and hold each other and pray for each other and then blow our noses and wipe our tears until the next day when we'll cry some more. But in the end, we will get up together and testify to the shepherd who gives us what we need. C.S. Lewis calls it God's unbounded now, the time in which God has to answer our prayers, to heal our wounds, to have our back. Looking at your watch, God really just might disappoint you. <laughs> Come on, amen? But looking at eternity, God's got us. I'll remind you today. Will you remind me tomorrow? And the Sunday after that. And the Sunday after that. Amen. Good afternoon, Middle. Good afternoon, Middle. Rob and I are here to offer maybe a continuation of the sermon. Um, this is my first time worshiping with you, but I've been following you from afar for a while, sometimes online, and aware of the Radical Love Conference and the ways that you manifest God's love and grace and power in the world. Uh, today, Jackie talked about God having our back, uh, using the Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, and the image. Um, one that's most sort of evocative in that, in that Psalm is uh, God anoints my head with oil. And that's a sign of being blessed. It's a sign of promise, a, a sign of being taken care of and beheld by a loving parent who is God. And I know many of you come today um, who are grieving, grieving the loss of, of a parent, grieving the loss of a colleague and an elder or a, an usher here at the congregation or we're grieving the things that we see in our world, the natural disasters caused by climate change or the human disasters caused by hate and greed and violence against ourselves and those who we love and all God's people. And today, as a symbol of God having our back and being reminded that God has our back, all of us, um, we're gonna take part in a, in a small a sacrament of sorts, that you'll come forward and receive a blessing, that we will be anointed by oil to rem be reminded again for ourselves and for each other that God has our back, and that not just our back, but God has our head, our whole being, 
and we go out into the world to do the radical work of love and justice and healing because we belong to God. Because you belong to God and all God's creatures and creation belong to God and we go out with that strength and power upon us so that we know who we are and what God has called us to do. Uh, some interpreters of the scripture uh, once said that it, you say anoint our head with oil or fertilize our head with oil. And, uh, and then the line right after our cup overflows. Uh, so if you want to think about this as uh, the uh, phoenix of hope and love that comes from the ashes, the ashes that can fertilize something new uh, in this moment. Uh, what we'll do now is like when we do communion, we'll start from the balcony in the back and people come forward. Uh, if you wish to just receive a blessing and not get oil on your forehead, uh, you can put an arm up and we'll just put it on your shoulder and bless um, for an oil-free one. But otherwise, we will... <laughs> uh, folks up here will give a blessing and the ushers will help lead from the back. Thank you.
Middle family, some prayers we pray for years. And about 15 years ago, the consistory in the congregation had a prayer that there would be a different kind of story in the news, a story of a church and Christians who stood for racial justice and LGBT justice and economic justice, and that could be part of the mainstream conversation. And that when we saw Christians, we would think those kinds of things. And I got chills in my body on Friday when we got an email from WNET, Channel 13, that your conference, the Revolutionary Love Conference, and that the interviews your senior minister, Jackie Lewis, did in partnership with the executive producer of Bill Moyers um, were going to be aired on Friday night. So this last Friday night on Metro Focus, three revolutionary love leaders and Jackie and you were seen on WNET. And that is because your commitment to having a theology of love in the world and your donations and your time and energy that is without ceasing, always showing up. And we thank you, Jackie, for your leadership and the board. Um, and we will be sharing that with you all to share out in the greater world because um, we are all um, evangelical, can be, um, of what the good news is. And we want to celebrate you now. Um, the, the beautiful lights are coming down in the ways you have been giving and giving, giving to this world this year. We are God's heartbeat, God's hands and God's feet. God in the flesh, let's bless full steam ahead. So now
and the ushers are going to come forward as we um, continue to give our gifts of, of uh, money resources. Um, and after worship, if you'd like to join this amazing movement, um, and you haven't yet, I'll be up here. And a shout out to Rahema back there and Harold who helped put this video together.
Thank you for your rivers of healing and your rivers of imagination that have brought hundreds of us together, thousands of us, of us together to stand for your healing on the streets, in the media, and in our own lives. We thank you for the many gifts you give us and the many ideas of imagination and recreation you always plant in us. Amen.
And the end of that text is through the power of work within us. So we serve a God who powers us to do more than we can ever ask or imagine, right? So yeah, it stinks. And we're gonna cry, and we're gonna get up, and we're gonna march, and we're gonna love each other into freedom. Because that's our job. God bless you. God keep you. God shine our face upon you. And give you peace and love. Come on, God. Amen. Come on, little. Take that into your weak middle.